Hello, welcome to this very special edition of UNS Talks, the UN Studio podcast. This is the second of two special edition episodes in which we will be discussing the future of mobility, taking examples from three infrastructural projects that we are currently working on across two forms of alternative public transport. This second episode looks at the revival of the urban cable car, looking at our plans for Gothenburg cable car in Sweden and the IBAN cable car that is being developed here in Amsterdam. We've gotten some questions in about the future of mobility from uh, Instagram, so we will be replying to them. But before we dive in, I think it's worth doing a, a quick round of introductions to people sitting around me at the table. Uh, I'm Steve, I'm the Digital Media Officer here at UN Studio, and I will be moderating this podcast. I'm Alice, I'm the in-house futurist here at UN Studio, and also with a background in architecture. So I'm looking into uh, the future of technology and politics and society in order to inform what might happen to the built environment. I'm Milou. I am a junior architectural designer uh, and previously I've always been focusing on integrating new technologies in our environment and that's why I'm also really excited about this project. Uh, my name is Ben van Berkel. I'm the founder of uh, UN Studio and uh, UNSense, a new company that uh, um, integrates uh, technology in the built environment and uh, hope with that that we can make our environments more adaptable instead of uh, only smart because uh, everyone talks about smart cities but I believe more in the adaptable uh, cities and, and built environments of the future. Um, yeah, that's it, mm. more or less. I think a lot of the questions that we got in from Instagram kind of um, related to that a bit, you know, how, to, how can we humanize the future of, of travel? And I think, you know, you guys, first of all, working on the, the, the IBAN and the Gothenburg cable car, how, what were your considerations when um, designing this? Were you considering the user, the city, or both? Well, in Amsterdam, there are, there are so many discussions about how to link uh, uh, the city center with the north side of Amsterdam and... Uh, uh, there is an, uh, a fair discussion about where then connections need to be made. Uh, for instance, uh, there are two bridges in the planning and um, there is always an, um, a discussion coming up about a tunnel. Sorry, everyone knows that um, that um, the north is the part, north part of uh, Amsterdam is growing and um, that the west side uh, specifically of Amsterdam is growing and, and that is called the Havenstad. Uh, and uh, that part of the city is not having any link to the to the north, whereas it is really necessary to make that link. Uh, if you uh, with this new cable car system, what what is seen as a, a very sustainable, new uh, and healthy uh, and and uh, cheap, actually a much cheaper way of uh, bringing people from one part to the other part of the city, what this system can do towards the city is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can bring 5,000 people per hour from one part of the city and connect ha- home and work uh, far more comfort- comfortably in this way to these two parts of the city is one thing. Uh, it, it is uh, also next to that, um, as we know from, um, from our ski holidays, uh, it, it's also an exciting way to uh, t- use public transport in, an, uh, in a new way. Mm-hmm. And is it only going to be between the, the west and the north, or is there plans to expand that in the future? In the future, there, uh, uh, if everything goes as expected, then there can be a third uh, station near Hemknoop. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and that will also be connected to train station uh, that goes to Schiphol. Mm. So then you're really direct, uh, directly linking north to even Schiphol. Because we designed as well the gondola and the station itself, right? Do you want to yeah. discuss those a little bit? Um, well, uh, on the gondola cabin, we mainly focus on the design of integrating bikes, bicycles. Um, that was really uh, an important thing for the client and in the Netherlands, Amsterdam, to integrate the bikes. Uh, also, the stations were adapted to, uh, to make that as easy as possible. Um, so the stations were uh, almost more determined by the bikes than actually the cable car system. Um, but I think as, uh, as a designer, we, we uh, focus on, uh, on actually re- moving away from the, the mountain uh, image of a cable car system, like really making an urban uh, transport system of it and connecting it to the current transit uh, network. And I think by that also uh, at the, uh, where the... Uh, cable car landed uh, lands uh, that 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 it gets also uh, a more interesting environment uh, than just a, a tr- transit hub. So it there will be restaurants, there will be cafes. So the environment will more le- uh, yeah more enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah. So I think as a as an architect designer, I think the whole, yeah you're looking at the whole image mm. uh, from a cabin to uh, yeah mm. the surroundings. Mm. And that was actually one question we got from Instagram as to how will mobility, the future of mobility, what we're designing, how will that affect uh, the urban society? And I mean, in terms of uh, Gothenburg, do you envision uh, a similar change for Gothenburg? Yes, because because in Gothenburg it was even uh, a an, an decision made by the public to, to introduce this uh, public transport. It was, it was coming out of uh, an... Uh, Research they did in the city of what what the citizens would like in the future of uh, Gothenburg and one of the worst uh, topics uh, they have there is that the connection between some of the factories in 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 another part of the city and the city center was you know were so badly connected that that you had to cross uh, another bridge and it would take hours in order to come from home to your work. So this cable car system was chosen by the public and um, I. Thought that was such a beautiful uh, introduction the client gave us when we started this competition and, and luckily won that that the public was so enthusiastic about this idea. Um, so yes, if 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 it is a general interest what citizens have for this type of uh, public transport, then I think it is the future because it's sustainable. You know, you don't need any complex. Uh, you know systems in order to move these cable uh, uh, cars from one part to the other part of the city. It is, it is also far more enjoyable than stepping in a crowded uh, train and, and have to wait for hours sometimes if a train is not on time to go. But this system is so optimized uh, and so clearly uh, quickly moving people from, from uh, you know, from sometimes only seconds from from stepping into one car and into the next uh, to the other side of the river in this case that that uh, yeah that it is very um, very exciting to see this as a new public transport uh, system and nobody believed it in the beginning nobody in the beginning when I w- w- talked about this topic in in 
in lectures then everyone said yeah but it's not a public transport system no that is actually only used for entertainment uh, but but now it's proven and, and 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 engineered so that it can be working as a public transport. So it's quite quite an exciting thing uh, to 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 see uh, this uh, happening as an alternative to its flying and using the train. Mm. It would seem like compared with other newer forms of transport like the hyperloop, that the concept of a cable car is almost old school. So why is um, why is the cable car being revisited by cities, and and why is it interesting to cities? Yeah, but I think um, why it's interesting at the moment is that it can be rapidly uh, built um, if you compare it to mm. tunnel or yes, bridge. Yes. Um, so it's actually you can like for example the Eibahn or Gothenburg is planned in uh, 2021 for the yeah. 400th birthday. Uh, I mean, yeah, that competition was won in February, so it's, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the of the main advantages. Uh, so, uh, yeah, besides the, the electric system, and um, I think it's flexible, and I think that's one of the main uh, um, subjects that we'll, we'll be talking about today, mm. that um, flexibility is important, um, like a tunnel, uh, the north-south line, uh, I don't know, they, they took 10 years or so for it, oh, and, and yeah. the, the calculations for the IBAN was that it already paid back itself in 15 years, mm. so by that the cable car is already, yeah, Exactly. Sustaining itself. Exactly. Exactly. So that uh, allows much more flexibility, I think, in the future. Mm. And apart from Amsterdam and Gothenburg, I mean, do you have any other cities that you you think are ready for for a cable car? Oh, there are so many cities you can think of that that are cities like uh, Rotterdam, or you know, you can think of Antwerp, or you know, there are many uh, cities who have also. In one way or the other, kind of call it an industrial background. You know, it, it's nice that the cable car systems we designs, but especially the towers, <coughs> uh, refer in one way or the other also to that industrial history of uh, the city. Like that, the towers pick up some of the the design of uh, maybe the cranes standing in in in, in these. Uh, all parts of the city uh, mm. where you know a lot of um, harbor activities were, etc. Mm. So, so that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But I, you know, I can can imagine that it, now we're talking about cities, but why not introducing it in areas where there is a form of a link necessary between two parts of a region? Even mm. you know, why not think a bit bigger on that level and, mm. and uh, use it for maybe a combination of. Uh, traveling for tourists or bringing tourists a bit easier from one place to the other because now you know look at Amsterdam the amount of people visiting this place mm. uh, that is crazy how much that grew over over the last four years we are now having eight million visitors in Amsterdam whereas, whereas uh, we live in Holland with uh, the double amount and, and Amsterdam cannot almost handle these amount of tourists so mm. so it's also good that we not only use this cable car system uh, for people who work and live in the city and maybe students who use the system so so the, the city owners 
but also for visitors who come to the city and, and, and I think you can transport that idea of visitors also to other locations who want to be moved to other locations, you know. Mm. Mm. I mean, think of how people, uh, tourists move so so easily from, from let's say, Amsterdam to, uh, call it uh, Marken or all these kind of areas where the old part of uh, Holland is to be found. Mm. Why do we have to pull these people all in buses and trains, or you know? Mm. I mean, it's so to the Kökenhof or something like. That. Yeah, yeah, the Kökenhof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. If we accept wind, these huge windmills yeah. in, the, in the landscape, why not? I mean, the cable car uh, pylons are even more transparent. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think that was one of the design uh, goals, right? Was to make this kind of <laughs> sculptural object, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah the, the very sculptural mold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I've, I want to add something. Uh, yeah, in which uh, other cities uh, or why it's actually an advantage to have a cable car is that uh, the urbanization of the city is like it's getting denser and denser, and um, it's so easy to to land uh, a cable car. So I think, uh, especially for more historic um, cities or that uh, are facing yeah, uh, increased density, I think. Uh, or crossing rivers like that are facing obstacles I think in uh, those cities uh, mm. cable cars mm. are interesting yeah. mm. and uh, one question that came in from uh, someone called Gregor from Instagram was what was the biggest obstacle in making a more efficient eco-friendly and user-friendly mobility well I mean especially in Amsterdam we had to deal with uh, but you have the same discussion in Gothenburg or had, we had it is that you have to deal with, with the way how the Mm. The pylons are viewed from uh, which part of the city and uh, do they fit in the landscape of the surroundings. I think that's, uh, you know, because they, you go high, so you, you suddenly have a quite a uh, visual object in the landscape of the city. And in Amsterdam we had to prove that, uh, that you would never see the towers from the UNESCO protected uh, center of uh, Amsterdam. And yeah. So that was a big challenge to yeah. get it right, no? Yeah, and I think also, like you said, that the public actually chose for the cable car in Gothenburg. And yeah. in Amsterdam, like, we still have to get the public uh, enthusiastic, so we didn't want to scream, like, too much. Yeah. And, like, exactly that uh, you don't want to see them from the canals. Yeah. And um, so we... we we made them a bit more elegant um, and thinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's uh, just exciting from, especially the north side of the city and the west, considering these are new um, new developments. Do you think it will give it a kind of an identity? Mm, yeah, I think. They, I mean, what is nice about them that is, with every high uh, significant object in the city, if it is quite recognizable and it's having its own character. That you then can point at it and 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 refer to and remember mm-hmm. when it is having uh, yeah more readings. Eh? That that's the nice thing about these 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 uh, yeah these towers that they 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 have all kinds of facades. You could say all kinds of uh, um, orientation qualities in the way how they can be see- perceived, and they look more like sculptures yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as people who live in Amsterdam, does this product mean anything to you, either of you personally? Yeah, no, I mean, of course. I mean, we we live in the city, we bike in the city, we we have grown been grown up in the city. So whenever you do something at home, then then it is uh, yeah something you 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 
take it a little bit more serious it is as if your mother is in the room or something like that you know mm -hmm. who's watching what you're doing you know if, if you're working on something at home in, in your own um, in your own city so yeah, yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. what I really enjoyed was um, of course I, I went to the to the site and then I had to take the boat first and then I just missed it and I had to wait for at least like 20 or 30 minutes and I was really like oh can the cable car be built <laughs> like I really like noticed why it should be there yeah. and that, that was also I mean that's nice if you're working so close to the actual project yeah. and that's all from our second podcast episode on the future of mobility if you missed our first episode be sure to listen back on our discussion about the Hyperloop and what it could mean for the future of Europe by examining our recently released design for the Heart Hyperloop Hub we got a lot more questions about data and the future role of the architect, so those will have to be saved for uh, another podcast. But be sure, in the meantime, to like and subscribe to uh, UNS Talks on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, or your preferred podcast provider. Until next time.